May I speak in the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The astonishing truth is that in the average British supermarket, there are 38,900 separate items to purchase. Um, Not your corner shop, but the slightly the larger supermarket, 38,900. And most of us, it might feel we buy every one of them, but most of us buy about 100 different items. So we don't realise we're doing this, but as we go around the supermarket from week to week, we learn how to notice certain things and we just edit the rest out. I never see livers, liver and kidney in the supermarket because I would never buy it and I've just learned not to notice it. In order to get round the supermarket in less than three or four hours, we learn how to pick out the things we want and um, then just don't notice anything else. And of course, supermarkets study this through their cameras looking at us. It's very important to them to work out how our selective attention works. This this idea of having a selective attention, a focus in what we do, is important for our whole life as Christians. Everyone takes some things and makes them important. I simply do not care about football, and so I hardly have noticed that the World Cup is happening. And um, if you ask me who was going to win or what the score was or which teams were in it, I just I simply don't know. Now, it's not that I haven't seen this information relayed in the papers, on the television, in the, on the radio, and with friends talking about it, but I simply know it's of no interest, and I switch off. All of us do this in different ways. What's important as Christians is that we discover where our focus should be. It's important that we learn how to notice those small things that nourish our faith that other people might not notice at all. In our reading, for example, the disciples get very agitated during a storm. All they can see is the immediate threat of the wind and the waves. Jesus has a wider frame of reference and he's able to put the storm into a much larger story of God's gentleness, compassion and strength. And so he's not afraid. As Christians, gradually we learn how to put our whole experience and focus it on the person of Christ our Saviour and on the Scriptures. 
we notice what we learn to notice, what they say to us, and then that helps us notice God from day to day and respond more fully. By focusing on our Saviour, a whole new world is opened up for us. And it's in this context that I'd like to talk about the new oil painting that we have in the cathedral by the uh, very famous contemporary British artist David Heifer, who's known for his paintings of cityscapes. He's famously painted lots of blocks of flats like Grenfell in London and shown through lots of subtle detail that these flats which superficially look identical, each one is slightly different and tells a different story about who lives in it. And this is one of his, I think perhaps his only religious picture. He painted it, his father was a priest in Sheffield, and he painted it for a parish in our city that's now given it to the cathedral. You can see a picture of it on the front. And the picture itself has rather beautifully been hung just to the left as you come in the grand entrance. Many different people have contributed to the um, <coughs> very careful work we've had done on the picture to stop any paint flaking off and to take off some old varnish. But I'd particularly like to mention the gift, the seed money, which allowed us to start all of this work, which was given in memory of Jim Moore, um, the beloved first husband of Iris Sparks. Thank you. So what does the painting show? Well, in front it shows our Saviour hanging on the cross it, with a, almost a very sort of stylized body, but we can see from the way he's hanging that he's having difficulty breathing. His flesh is torn and mottled. It's clear that he's near death. And then behind him, we see an image of Sheffield. And there is a specific place that the artist chose to paint from, but <clears throat> he put other buildings in the view as well. And you can see that the painting records a moment of great transition in the life of our city, when there were still some back-to-back -back houses and terraces, but the first larger tower blocks were being built. And in the terraces, we can see people walking up and down, hanging out their washing, looking vaguely in different directions and doing whatever they're doing. Um, we can create a whole little story around what's happening in the background. The difficulty is that Christ faces us, but no one in the background appears to be looking towards Christ. And it's, the picture's important because in a very simple way, it shows our mission as a cathedral. 
to be a place for all people, to be a place for all people to worship God, to be a place for all people to discover Christ. Our calling as Christians is to help people make that move from indifference or boredom or being turned away to focusing their attention on our Saviour, just so neatly um, brought in front of us in this picture. You'll notice, by the way, that we've hung the picture quite high above eye level so that the perspective works very clearly. Otherwise, you'd have to kneel on the ground to look at it to make it work properly. I hope you'll agree it's a very beautiful addition to our cathedral. So our task as Christians is to discover this focus on Christ, how it reveals the world to us and helps us notice many other things. And then our task is to help others into this vision. I believe that we do this in three simple ways. Firstly, we act. The most powerful way of communicating the Christian faith and the meaning of Christ in our culture is to be a community where we live by the love, the vision, the hope that Christ gives us. It may be we're not terribly conscious of this, but I can tell you that a community of people who are different, worshipping and working together, but we're all not all the same, but all quite different, that has a very powerful pull in our wider city. Many, many people feel lonely, lost, unsure, and even frightened by being a community which is truly welcoming, we become a powerful sign of the difference the gospel might make. Then there's a second way we develop this focus, and that is by talking about our faith in very simple ways, but in ways that are approachable for other people. There's no great mystery in how to do this, but we're often quite hesitant and we're often very uncertain about bringing our faith into places that people normally don't talk about God. We don't need to be in sort of awkward or insistent or make people embarrassed, but we can quite easily say things like, you know, Worshipping God on Sundays makes all the difference to my week or talking about a, a, a situation we see and say, you know, I, I'll pray for you if, you if you'd like. Simple statements showing that we're people of faith and that invite people into that journey. Again, that's how we change people's focus and help them to notice the action of God all around them.
Then finally, it's by service. It's only when people see Christians as actually serving others in compassion, with warmth, with appreciation, that the words we say about our faith resonate. It's no good talking about our faith and then treating people with spite or um, just pushing them away. The way we communicate our faith is through serving other people, not in a priggish way, but in an honest way. So, dear brothers and sisters, I invite you to a new focus for our faith. To be the people who make the journey to invite people towards Christ. And we do that three ways. By becoming a community of warmth, welcome and belonging. By talking in simple, in simple ways about what our faith means to us, about why Christ matters. And then thirdly, without any fanfare, but bringing all we can to it by serving our neighbours. This beautiful picture can be a sign for us of what God calls us to do. And Christ says to us, as he says, said to his disciples, Why are you afraid? Have you no faith?